my approach to gardening is if it's if it's not taking care of itself and it's if it's if it's too much work yeah. then just forget it's only a handful <laughs> of things i want to baby i baby my tomatoes mm-hmm. and uh, there's a couple other things i i mess around with but most of my plants i like to just stick the seed in the ground and walk away and you know come yeah. back when it's time to eat it Hey there, welcome to the Maritime Gardening Podcast. This is episode 33, and this episode has been brought to you by Kent Building Supplies. So whenever you're uh, in search of your gardening equipment or uh, hardware supplies, check out your local Kent store. Uh, Greg, are you with us today? Yes, I am. Of course. Excellent. Because if you weren't, this would be a very bad show. It'd be quick. Well, man, <laughs> don't, don't sell yourself short. No, that's true. Sh- I could talk about all the things I remember you talking about. <laughs> <laughs> that would be fun. Yeah. yeah. So um, we're going to be talking about herbs. That's right. Not the kind they're about to legalize. No. But the, uh, um, <laughs> so uh, today we're just going to, the general topic is that we're going to talk about perennial herbs and annual herbs and my take on why you should or should not buy them as transplants or seeds. I have a way of looking at this that I, I think is very useful. <laughs> I could be wrong. Right. I, it's very useful to me. Right. Uh, so uh, hopefully it's useful to other people because I, I think it, it's great having a, a broad selection of herbs in your garden. Uh, but there's so many different kinds of herbs that you can use in your cooking or for other things. Mm. Uh, it can get expensive to get a you know uh, to do it all in one year or whatever. So a, a strategy about which ones to buy as transplants or which ones to buy as seeds, I think, is yeah. is useful. So that's what we're going to talk around today. Cool. All right. So let's uh, start with um, a definition. It's my mm-hmm. academic background. You should first define what it is you're talking about. Right. Everybody has this word herb they use, but some people, you know, different people disagree on what that means. So mm-hmm. I'm going to just use Webster's Dictionary. It's a plant or plant part valued for its medicinal, savory, or aromatic qualities. Um, for me, and I'll just define this even more Basically, it's 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 a flavorful green that has little or no caloric value. <laughs> yeah, it's you, you know you it's something you eat, but you eat it because it makes your food taste a certain way. You add it yeah, to food, yeah. so it tastes a certain way. Yeah. Um, but if you were trying to live off of it, uh, I, was, you know, I was working on a lady's garden last year. This is funny, and uh, she had some herb growing in her uh, her garden, and I think she thought it was mint. And I thought it was oregano. Mm-hmm. And like an idiot, I said, well, I, I'm pretty sure. Well, let me just so I grabbed like a handful. <laughs> and I don't know if you've ever taken a, a handful of fresh oregano and chewed on it. <laughs> uh, and I mean, like, I put like, a, like two heaping tablespoonfuls of this in yeah. my mouth. Yeah. Now, if it had been, even mint would have been pretty intense. That's right. But, I mean, within less than a minute, I had realized I had made a huge mistake. <laughs> Uh, I don't know if you ever like took a dare in yeah. in college or whatever. Or someone dared you to like eat an entire jalapeno pepper or something. Right. That's one of those things where like by yeah. the by the tenth chew, you know you, you made a mistake. You made one of the biggest mistakes in your life. You know, yeah. so yeah. it was like that. My m- mouth just started salivating, and I was like, "Oh, <laughs> this is 
It's going to take half an hour to ride this out. You know? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but you got through it. Well, and I proved that I was right. It was a right. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Did you offer her a bite? <laughs> no, I think she you could just tell by the watering of my eyes. And, uh, right. You would believe something that adds so much wonderful flavor to food can be so... Hey, oh, there's man. always too much of a good thing, right? Exactly. Okay. Um, so first I want to talk about uh, perennial herbs, mm-hmm. right? Um, in my view, any perennial herb, I don't really see the point in growing it from a seed. Most of these things, you only need a few of them. I mean, I do a lot. I cook almost all our food from scratch. I do most of the food uh, cooking in the house, not mm-hmm. all, but most of it. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and a good deal of our food is seasoned with herbs that we've grown. Right. And the, the selection gets, I only moved into this house in 2011. So it's, you know, I add a few herbs to the garden every year. Right. So it takes a little while to build that up. Mm-hmm. I could have got, bought them all in one year, but that would have, I probably would have had to lay out, yeah. oh, 50, 60, $70 for herbs, which right. seems like a lot. Like um, what do I got here? One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. Let's say 20, 20 times three. Mm-hmm. 60 bucks, yeah. yeah. So the way I prefer to do it is to just pick up a, you know, pick up the, the three or four a year and working out from the things I like the most. Mm-hmm. So our first year here. And the reason I buy them as perennials is because you only need one. And most of these things, they're bunching. So they, right. they, they grow in a clump and the clump gets bigger every year. Yeah. Um, so as long as you can handle not having a whole lot in year one, you're going to have more every single year. Yeah. And so why why bother getting a pack of 50 seeds mm. and messing around trying when you can just get a for the price of a pack of seeds or maybe a dollar more, you can get one plant that's ready to go. Right. And it's not like you know a lot of perennial herbs aren't like a lot of uh, tender vegetables where you, you stick it in the ground and it might die. Most of them, you, most of them are just weeds. So mm-hmm. you stick it in the ground. It's it's got to make. <laughs> Certainly the perennial herbs, they're tough. Right. You stick them in the ground, it's going to make it. Yeah. And usually you stick it in the ground and leave it alone. And another strategy, if you're trying to save money, is you go around the, you know, you go around the. Uh, garden centers when uh, at the end of the season when everything looks terrible and right. buy them that <laughs> usually right. you can get them for a buck <laughs> yeah uh, they'll probably make it you know you cut them down a little bit it takes some of the height out of them and but he, it's a good strategy anyway because if, you, if you're planting an herb in your garden uh, perennial year one you, you don't use much of it and, it and it's not that big anyway you're not mm. getting much so i mean manage your expectations right yeah. just put it in the ground and you know Give it some good soil and leave it alone. And next year you can start taking pieces. And not all are. Some some herbs grow very very vigorously and they give you a lot in year one. So it really mm-hmm. depends on the time. Mm-hmm. Um, so what am I talking about here? I'm talking about uh, perennials. I'm talking about oregano, uh, marjoram, which is hard to come by, but it's it's like oregano. Uh, if some if someone if you know someone says, eh, I've got some marjoram, would you like some? You say yes because it's. <laughs> It's just like oregano. It just okay. has a slightly different. It's a bit milder than oregano. Right. I'm sure there's marjorams that are more intense than oregano. Right. And there's like you know oregano. There's lots of different kinds of oregano. And all of these herbs I'm talking about here, when you're buying them at a store, turn the, turn the thing around and look at the zone hardiness. You want something that's harder to zone 
five or zone six yeah. ideally zone five because we might have a bad winter here mm. nova scotia is so um variable mm. uh you could have a year that's zone pl- seven plants could live through right you have another year that <laughs> wipes you out every chance um so uh oregano marjoram rosemary that that's one the, the variety of rosemary i have is zone eight and it survived the last year and i don't know i not, I mean, it's still early in the year. I, yeah. There's no sign. There's no. I've I've opened them up and I've got them exposed. I probably should have covered them tonight. Too mm-hmm. late now because mm-hmm. it's supposed to get down to minus eight tonight. Yeah. Uh, but really? They're, yeah. They're, yeah. Supposed to get really cold. <laughs> this is the last super cold night of uh, the year. Hopefully. Yeah. I actually plan to uh, plant my uh, um, tomatoes under the uh, those hoop houses. Yeah. Um, and on that topic, if you're watch- if you're listening to this. Um, we should have already put out a video of Greg building a hoop house. So you check that out and uh, don't miss that. Low cost hoop house. Yeah. Um, so, um, yeah, uh, if you can find Rosemary that's hardy to zone five, let me know where, <laughs> tell me where you got it. Cause <laughs> mm-hmm. I would prefer to, I don't like having to baby things and mess around with things. Mm-hmm. I like tough plants. Uh, it's the beauty of a lot of these perennial herbs. You just stick them in the ground and they just get bigger and better every year, no matter how poorly you treat them. Yeah. Um, so you got your thyme, tarragon, savory. Uh, now, savory perennial is winter savory. So you can, you can buy seeds for summer savory, but personally, I wouldn't waste my time. Yeah. Just <laughs> get the winter savory and stick it in. And that stuff's aggressive. I bought one plant couple of years ago and i've divided it and moved it all over the place uh mm. and you get a lot of savory off one of those plants mm. uh, in, the, in the fall i cut the thing down to about two inches high and i have right. like a lot of it to hang and dry uh, so savory's and it goes savory goes with a lot of things that you know i i mix that in with my you know when you go to the grocery store and you buy that italian seasoning right so for me that's uh, oregano, yeah. rosemary, savory, yeah. uh, and uh, parsley, and mm-hmm. basil if I have it. Right. Um, I, I mix those. I just mix it all together and put it in jars and mm-hmm. uh, use it when I want. Um, so we get the winter savory because that's a perennial. Uh, okay, sage so. is another oh, it's another one I put in. I put sage in that as well. I don't know that if you look at most jars of Italian seasoning, it doesn't have sage in it. Mm-hmm. But I put it in anyway because I like it. And if you have sage uh, growing in your garden, sage gets big and you, you tend to get a lot of it. Mm-hmm. So you got to use it up somewhere. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Another thing I'll do with sage is I'll, I'll t- once it's dried, I'll tie it up in little bundles. And when I'm making like uh, spaghetti noodles... Mm-hmm. I'll throw a bundle of that dried sage in with the noodle water. Yeah. And so the noodles get this sage flavor, which Okay. Which I and it, it just imparts flavor. It's you know, it's all about when you're cooking, it's all about building flavor. So why not flavor the noodles are going to absorb whatever flavors in the water. <laughs> so you just throw you get all if you have a lot of sage, you tend to have a, what am I gonna do with all this sage, right? So uh, that's one thing you can do with it. You can also, you know, make smudge bundles with it, I suppose, like an incense if you want, um, <clears throat> depending on your, your religious background. Right. Uh, chives, I, I've got them in my garden. I, I find I never seem to use them. Okay. <laughs> yeah. But you, you can, no. if you have chives, they're growing right now. Mm. Um, so it is the first oniony type thing you can 
use. Uh, that's so is that like a, what's the difference between a chive and a green onion? They're thinner, they're smaller. So it's just yeah. the same thing, just smaller. I don't know that it's the same thing. Okay. Uh, there's different kinds of green onions, but a, yeah. a chive is, is just a, a tiny little, yeah. uh, you know, really thin little finger. Hmm. And it has an oniony flavor, and that's that's where they are useful. And it's good on top of the sour cream on top of the baked potato. <laughs> that's right. Uh, it's good for, you know, if you're trying to... An exercise I always have every year is to see how much of my food I can get out of my garden. So if you're trying to, this time of year, you would have a an onion. And another thing, good, good thing about chives is like, I like onions in a salad. My wife doesn't. Okay. I, yeah, I so do love I. The taste of, I mean, I can even bite into onions sometimes. I love onion. Um, but my wife's not too favorable yeah. with that. But if I put some chive in a, in a in a salad, she won't mind so much because it's milder. Right. So it's, it's very it's onion flavor, but not so intense. So intense. Right. Um, now, lovage is one we talked about last year. Mm-hmm. I can't remember what episode, but that's a great herb, and I'm pretty sure they have that. I can't. Um, lovage yeah. is a it's a perennial herb that tastes like celery. Okay. And if you put celery in your, I mean, you don't eat celery to survive. Right. You know, you never heard of like a, oh, this man was, yeah. uh, you know, marooned on an island and he lived off of celery. Yeah. <laughs> no one lives yeah. off of celery. It's not food. It's right. flavor. Right. Um, right. And celery is such a pain to grow. I've tried to grow it and I've had, I've had success and there's years where I haven't had success and it never looks like, at least for me anyway, it never looks like the celery you buy, get in the grocery store, this right. big long sticks you can put your peanut butter, your cheese. Yeah, with. yeah. It never sort of comes out that way. It's kind yeah. of funky looking. Huh. I'm sure there's some way to get it to, to grow like that. But yeah. my approach to gardening is if it's, if it's not taking care of itself and it's if it's if it's too much work, yeah. then just forget. There's only a handful <laughs> of things I want to baby. I baby my tomatoes. Mm-hmm. And uh, there's a couple other things I, I mess around with. But most of my plants, I like to just stick the seed in the ground and walk away and, you know, come yeah. back when it's time to eat it. Uh, I like to make it easy on myself. But this lovage stuff, it uh, grows bigger every year. So my first year, I stuck it in the ground. It didn't really do much, and I left it alone. Uh, last year, I think it grew, oh, three feet high. Yeah. And they say this stuff grows five, six feet high, a mm. couple meters. So... We'll see. It's 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 starting to crown right now. I was looking at it the other day. It's starting to push up. But man, when these things come up, I guess the roots must go down quite far. But they just get bigger and bigger every year. And on top of that, uh, if you let them go to flower, the the seeds of the flower are are now. I don't know because I didn't let it flower last year because I, I didn't want to. I wanted to. I, I cut I cut the the buds off before it flowered because I wanted it to put. All its energy back into the roots because I right. wanted to. Eat them. But this year I might let it flower because apparently the the seeds from the flower are like uh, the fennel. And which, which one I is like. this again? Uh, lovage. A lovage. And we you talked about lovage in detail in episode eight, just so people so they, know okay. that, so they can. What was that? Things to grow your parents never grew. Yes, it was. Um, yeah, it's a great it's a great thing to stick in your garden because. You need celery, and in a lot, especially a lot of things you eat in the summer, you, you add celery to them, and uh, you, mm. you put buy a lovage plant. You'll never have to buy celery again. Awesome. <laughs> I mean, it, it give it starts giving up 
later in the summer. Mm-hmm. It's not very good anymore. But mm-hmm. man, for uh, May, June, July, you've got free celery. That's from, awesome. And I mean, from one plant, this, these things get big. That's awesome. Um, so yeah, yeah. For two ninety nine, you're off to the races. I'm going to try it out. I know the perennials, your mint. Um, I like it for mint tea. Lots of people use it for different things. But the thing with mint is, you know, I don't have any in my garden. I have it somewhere else on my property because mm-hmm. mint is a horrible plant. <laughs> it's you know, like it, it tastes good and it's wonderful. Uh, very soothing for your stomach and that yeah. sort of thing. If you have a really extra big meal, yeah. <laughs> eat a nice <laughs> yeah. big fatty meal, yeah. uh, <laughs> you know, a giant prime rib steak. Chew on a handful of mint. Get that mint tea going. But yeah. uh, it really takes over and it's an invasive, okay. uh, problematic plant. So yeah. I've got mine like almost as far from from my garden as it could possibly be on my property. I got it in around my wood pile, which is like near my driveway. Yeah, growing out by the, in the ditch by the road. I literally dug a hole in the gravel yeah. behind my wood pile. Yeah. Stuck <laughs> in there. Uh, cool. So I'll have to see if it lived. Yeah. But because uh, I do like it, but I don't want it anywhere near anything that matters to me. Right, <laughs> right, right. Well, that's a good lesson. I mean, yeah. yeah. No, don't, don't. I, and I've worked in gardens as a, a lady's garden I work in where she's someone, they, they, you know, they bought the house and, oh, can you do something with this garden? And there's mint everywhere. And I took, Every I took all the mint out uh, the first year, and then I was back in there last uh, spring, and oh man, like it had almost completely come back. And I mean, I I got as much of it as I could get, all the rhizomes and everything. It is an invasive yeah. plant, yeah. so don't just stick. Do not stick mint in your garden, for the love of God. <laughs> um, so put like, it in the container, or put it somewhere else on your property. Put it in the ditch. I was going to say, like, if you had ditch an, is a good place for it. <laughs> if you had an herb, like a, one of your raised beds was all just herbs, and you put it in there, like it would just overpower anything else that was in oh, that bed. Yeah, if you, you want to ruin your raised bed, stick some mint in there. Um, (laughs) i mean you'll have to dig all the soil out and throw it away somewhere because it's just going to take over it it just travels right the the uh the roots travel underground and they pop back up somewhere else Mm. and they'll even go uh, (coughs) you know they can even go out and underneath your depending on how high your raised beds are mine aren't that high yeah but they can go under and up up around sort of thing (laughs) so uh yeah they're you know, they, they, they colonize. They colonize the space. If you want a mint garden, put some mint in your garden. Yeah. <laughs> That's and all you all start a mint farm. I mean, this lady, it's growing uh, out through the garden, out of the box, in the lawn, in the grass, oh, wow. uh, into the neighbor's yard. You know? <laughs> <laughs> Does it look good? Uh, maybe it look maybe good I could trying to grow tomatoes in it. No, it but I mean, like... maybe, maybe I could uh, fill the gaps in my lawn with it. <laughs> that would be a beautiful lawn. It smell great. Smell when you're out kicking the soccer ball around. Mm. There we go. Uh, yeah. Another perennial is uh, bay. Mm-hmm. Um, that's a great one. But it's I've never found a variety that's that's hardy to mm-hmm. our zone. I think the best I've ever seen is zone uh, eight. Mm-hmm. Um, so uh, if you're going to buy, I, I made the mistake of buying bay one year and I stuck it in the ground and, and then it died. Mm. Uh, so if you're going to buy bay, if you can't find one that's hard, I've never seen one that's hardy to zone five. Mm-hmm. Um, you got to stick it in a big pot, and you got to bring it indoors all, you know, winter long, and then you put mm-hmm. it outdoors in the, in in the spring, sort of thing. Right so on. if you if you're going to have bay, it's going to be something that is you know indoors a portion of the year, or it's just not going to make it through the winter. 
Um, but that's a neat plant to have because bay bay leaves are so important for mm, chowders. Any, well, just any yeah, any any sauce and spaghetti yeah. or soup or anything. It's, it's yeah. got to have bay leaves in it, right? And I would use a lot more bay if I had a free source. <laughs> Uh, yeah. Lavender is another one that uh, I, I don't have lavender. Uh, I know a lot of people. Oh, I, have, I want to have lavender in my garden. I don't eat lavender, so <laughs> if if they like the smell, hey, what do you do with it? Like, we just go around smelling it. Maybe uh, just you know, <laughs> each to their own, right? Yeah, each to their own. I guess maybe they can make a tea out of it or yeah, something. I don't know. Yeah, um, but um, I heard it'll keep bugs away or something oh, like there that. You go. And of course, there's lemon balm, which which um, you know it smells nice. But you can also add it to salads, or you can make a tea out of it, or that sort of thing. It's supposed to have some medicinal benefits or whatever. I don't have any lemon balm in my garden. I've got lemon thyme in my garden, but mm-hmm. uh, I don't have any lemon balm. But I'd like to. And this this might be the year I add that because I've got I've got almost everything on that list in my garden, mm. uh, but I do not have lemon balm. So maybe this is the year for that. Um, so all these things I just listed there, these are all things you should, I, I, I would recommend you don't mess around, just buy them as a transplant, mm. you know, and buy them in the order that you would, don't buy stuff you're not going to use. I mean, in my view, if you're not using it, why would you have it? Right. Right. Like, why would you just plant some herb that you're not going to cook with? Right. 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 You know, start small. If you're new to this, get two or three or four things that, that you're going to cook with, you know, yeah. and I would suggest the ingredients for Italian seasoning, because who doesn't yeah. use that stuff, right? Yeah, 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 exactly. Get those things, and then you've, you know, you're going to have that. Yeah. Uh, and we can do another episode on how to put those things down and, and preserve. Maybe a video would be better for that. Yeah. Um, that would be something I would do in cool. late late fall sort of thing. Right. Uh, now, for um, there's other herbs that are annuals that you you have to you can either buy them as a transplant that's it's been started. Uh, I recommend for those, for most most part, uh, it actually depends, but some you want to sow from seeds. Parsley and dill, for sure, I, I wouldn't buy a transplant. They're pretty mm-hmm. tough. You can pretty much, you can put parsley and dill in the ground right now, mm-hmm. as far as I know, and, and they'll come up. They're tough plants. Uh, dill isn't, like, I tend to have dill come up all over the place in my garden because uh, I leave some on the ground and I try to save the seeds. But some of the seeds just fall into the ground. Those seeds survive the whole winter and start growing all over the damn place. Mm-hmm. Mm. Um, so, uh, and I mean, dill is a, a beautiful herb, uh, like on your, with fish mm. and I, I don't have it. This, I don't buy it. The notion of going to a grocery store and spending three ninety nine for a tiny bundle of herbs. Yeah, true. And in the summer I've got buckets of that. Yeah. I just can't bring myself to do it. Yeah. Yeah. But all summer long, uh, I just love going out to the garden and picking some fresh dill and putting it on things. Nice. Uh, and same with parsley. And parsley, you can dry that and add it to your Italian seasoning. And it's also nice to use for different things during the summer. Um, there's a, you can grow cilantro from a seed, mm-hmm. right? You can buy cilantro seeds um, and plant them. Mm-hmm. But the problem with cilantro, and I do that, uh, but the problem with it is that it, it all, you got to use succession planting. It, it's all ready at about the same time, and then mm-hmm. it starts going to flower and it's no good anymore Mm -hmm. so it's a bit of a pain so what i've said in the past is buy vietnamese cilantro um which you can get i've bought mine at kent um vietnamese cilantro is a uh some sort of weed that it's it's not cilantro at all Mm. it's it's actually it's called vietnamese coriander right but coriander is cilantro it's the same thing Mm -hmm. Uh, we tend to call the greens 
cilantro and the seeds, coriander, but it's the same thing. Right. So you buy Vietnamese coriander, and it, it's this funny-looking plant that doesn't look anything like cilantro at all. Mm-hmm. But it smells like it and tastes like it. So mm. you can get a transplant for about two ninety-nine, and it'll, you know, so you get a little transplant that's two inches wide. Yeah. By the end of October, the thing's two feet wide. Wow. And it's almost regardless of how much you pick. You can, you can pick that almost every other day. Mm. It just gets bigger and bigger and bigger and bigger and bigger. Nice. Um, then it dies in the winter, mm. and you got to buy another one. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, you, I'm sure there's some. I've seen it survive the winter. It's never done it on my property, but I've seen it survive in other places. Yeah. But it's supposed to be a zone 11 plant, so oh, wow. I, I wouldn't bank on it. Yeah. And basil, um, you can start from seed. Or buy transplants. I, I've never had an incredible amount of luck starting it from seeds. I'm going to try. I try every year. I'm going to mm-hmm. try again this year. Mm-hmm. Um, I tend to buy it as a transplant. Uh, but, you know, basil is, uh, fresh basil is a special thing as well. Uh, so it's it's worth having some of that. But nice. it's a, I mean, to tell you the truth, basil is low on my list because I don't use it as much as the other things. And it's it's a very fragile plant, mm-hmm. right? It's very, it's very temperamental. It's mm-hmm. not meant it's not meant for our climate. Right. Um, it, it needs it needs perfect soil, perfect conditions, and it has to be. Yeah. You know, when I now when I lived in the valley, I had huge basil plants in my garden with no work. Yeah. Because <laughs> right? that was the valley. You know, it's just a little bit warmer. Yeah. It's just a little more like the place where basil comes from. I guess. Yeah. yeah. Whereas here, it's like Scotland, you know. A little more reasonable place to, like, to grow. I don't think basil's an essential ingredient in haggis. Yeah. So. <laughs> <laughs> Probably not. It's a good place for growing, like, rhubarb and yeah. tough things. Yeah, yeah. Um, well, uh, yeah. Maybe, maybe this is my year for basil. Who knows? Awesome. Anyway, that's my my take on the whole herb thing and uh, what you what you should buy as a transplant, what you should bother seeding. Awesome. Uh, I know one thing. I'm hungry <laughs> after that, and uh, hungry for herbs. hungry for a big bucket of herbs. <laughs> but uh, but anyway, very good. Um, anything else? You, is that that pretty well covered everything for this episode? Yeah, I think that's it. Awesome. So, uh, and also before we go, uh, I'll just mention again, in the last episode, we talked about a, a seed giveaway um, that we have in place because uh, Mackenzie Seed, which you can also buy at Kent, uh, was generous and uh, gave a bunch of seed that uh, Greg's going to grow in his garden as well as give away. So um, to, do, to qualify for that, all you have to do is be on our email list. So just go to maritimegardening.com. Fill out your little your email address on the the little box on the right or the one that pops up, and just make sure that you're on our email list. Uh, we we're not going to spam you. We just send updates about new episodes and that kind of thing. Um, so check that out. And again, uh, special thanks to Kent for uh, uh, being our partner on this episode. Check out your local Kent store for uh, all your gardening and hardware needs. So that does this one, Greg. Thanks again. Thank you. Thanks for listening. All right, everybody. Take care. See you on the next one.